Welcome to the sixth edition of Tomorrow, the Old Mutual Investment Group annual thought leadership publication on all things related to responsible investing and green growth. We've selected contributors from across the financial ecosystem, including asset owners, consultants, asset managers, economists, advocacy groups, and government representatives. The themes explored in this year's publication span issues such as long-term systemic risk, resilience, inclusive growth, green financing innovation, impact measurement, and stewardship. We know that no one single actor can solve for long-term system risks on their own, and so have created this thought leadership platform for industry discussion and knowledge sharing. Welcome to the conversation. Your participation is critical to our shared success. Brenton Lalu from the PIC, welcome. I really appreciate you contributing to our publication this year. Topics in this year's publication cover a really broad spectrum and your one around future fitting portfolios towards a green economy and long-term system resilience really caught my attention. So thank you. Thank you, John, and thank you, All Mutual, for the opportunity. It's much appreciated. I want to get into what you spoke about, and one of the key ideas is this issue of motivation. It'd be really interesting to hear you speak a little bit about you know, why you decided to write the topic and your ideas around motivation being an important driver of how people allocate capital to the green economy. I believe an investor's motivation will determine and define the nature of focus of green investments that are made. I think at the core, your motivation for allocating capital to green economy will shape and have influence on your long-term investment philosophy. It's the beginning and arguably the foundation. Green investing, yes, is a long-term game. And the more robust your motivation to do so, the stronger your investment philosophy is to incorporate it, the stronger your process will enable it. Also, I think we must be cognizant that there are different motivations for different green investors because this will shape the definition and understanding of what a green investment is. Motivations, though, aren't exactly mutually exclusive, so there is a bit of overlap, whether you look at financial considerations, reputational, social, etc. I think you may also have mandatory requirements, so fiduciary duties to do so. I know the Pension Fund Act, Regulation 28, has broadened its objectives beyond the financial considerations that it looks at, It considers also long-term sustainable performance within that. We're seeing also a lot more investors embracing green economy and ESG principles in general. I think largely this is due to some regulatory push, societal demand. People are demanding it and a development need. Let's talk a little bit about what a future fit portfolio looks like to you. You know, from a multi-decadal green economy, you know, how does that look and feel to you across asset classes, jurisdictions, green economy frameworks? I think cultivating a future fit portfolio that is well prepared to address either developmental, environmental, social challenges of this century looks to be quite a formidable and challenging task. I think we live in a world that demands new and innovative approaches to facilitate sustainable and inclusive growth. On top of this, these also need to be aligned to the UN SDGs and Agenda 2063 in the Africa case and different national objectives or national plans. I think mobilizing such development will require not a singular approach, but more of a multi-stakeholder approach for investments that are identified deliver both financial and arguably more important social returns at the moment. Uh, while enabling a a stronger resilience to contend with the mounting exogenous factors. Arguably, I think truly future-fitted portfolios needs 
investors throughout the value chain need to be congruent of navigating diverse and volatile, so ever-changing investment environments through building resilience, protecting against the short-term shocks, and taking advantage and benefiting from sector trends. And on top of that, building diversification and incorporating ESG principles in their philosophy, in their process, while we're also delivering social and financial mandate. The next question is really around the steps for a trustee. If you had to think about what would you do over the course of a year, you know, what's the steps to building a resilient portfolio? I think global volatility in the market, I think, intensifies the need for this type of structured approach to build a portfolio resilience. Obviously, again, it's not a one-fit-all approach, but I think building a long-term resilience requires a deep understanding of your risk and return factors. I think future-fitting a portfolio towards a better resilience should not be reactive. We should rather be proactive. Try to develop an understanding of how assets may react to volatility, essentially. How to manage liquidity, which is a key constraint, especially in the African market. We also got to think about how assets will add to diversification while still focusing on your overall objectives. Different asset classes, so if you look at alternatives, may also deliver real economy resilience and benefits. So what I mean by this is contributing to develop an economy, you operate in can reduce the chances of the volatility in it, enabling this long-term system resilience. While I think estimating potential price and benefits are probably not clear-cut through building the resilient portfolio, I think valuation models typically today consider either market or financial metrics and allows us to derive a a true asset price. However, I think resilience requires a deep understanding of the complete ecosystem which the asset operates in, so a deep understanding of systematic risk and the reaction to uncertainty, inclusive of the political drivers and the economic drivers. Especially today, in today's climate, we need the ability to anticipate black swan events and other unforeseen circumstances. So I think investors need to understand the nature of safe haven and government guarantee assets that probably have important characteristics to improve the resilience of portfolio. Similarly, I think investors make use of protection mechanisms. So what I mean by that is we look a lot at investors taking out investment insurance, especially when you invest in a more risky environment. They take out hedging positions in this anticipation for a higher level of risk. I think each mechanism will most likely come with a premium um, and that will impact your financial gains that you expect. But I think the benefits of these mechanisms may outweigh the costs involved over the long term. A really uh, succinct systems view on the whole thing. People that are in the long-term risk management game need to understand this stuff. It's definitely harder done than said, but the overall Mm. understanding of resilience, I think, change is ever-present. It's never going to go away. So the complete understanding of what influences a particular asset or what influences the environment around where that asset operates in, I think, is more important now than, than ever before, arguably. Um, especially what's happening around the pandemic. I feel that we have economic, political drivers, the general ecosystem drivers, but 
black swan events like the pandemic makes it a bit tougher for investors to be confident in the valuations mm. and and what they actually put out there so i think it's important now more important now to realize those mechanisms than ever before yeah i've been reading a bit of stuff on the efficient frontier but the mm. risk return matrix but adding a third leg to it so having an impact leg so risk return impact Yes. more of a curved efficient frontier you know yes. and it's uh as the metrics around impact to get clearer i think yeah. you know triangulating the best points on that risk curve mm. to be is going to become a lot yeah. more doable last year i presented africa impact report in argentina a lot of the discussions was around this third dimension of impact and how do you fit it in to that efficient frontier so yeah i think it's a really yeah. topical idea at the moment also with mm. with that there's a massive measurement gap that's coming in now. i mean with this papers this article mm. as well i think i've discussed a little bit about how to evaluate the impact through portfolio the lot of discussion around the world in the impact space mm. is been around standardizing measuring and attaining yeah. quantifiable results across different portfolios and how do we actually future fit portfolio to align develop means of society congruent of the risk associated while still striving to have a meaningful impact on the real economy which is a real buoyant topical um, question now so what are you looking forward to in 2021 as with probably many others i'm looking forward to seeing the back of 2020 i think it's been a, it's been a very tough year for us all um hopefully we get some sense of normal seen 2021 whatever that may look like but i think also the market needs it as well we need those investment flows back it started to recover but more is needed and arguably quicker personally i think the development agenda of south africa and the rest of african continent is going to be front of mind throughout um there's couple studies which show that there's additional stats that estimate 30 to but 50 million more people on the continent is put into poverty i think more than ever it's it's really needed that that we have a succinct approach to investing uh, with a shared approach or mandate. Well, Brenton, thanks so much. Thank you, John, and all mutual for affording me this opportunity. Much appreciated. Really great opportunity for me to share my ideas on this platform. Thank you for listening to Old Mutual Investment Group's series of podcasts, which form part of our Tomorrow publication. In the context of this year's theme of building resilience, Brenton believes we live in a world that demands new and innovative approaches to facilitate sustainable and inclusive growth. Building future-fit portfolios requires diversification and incorporating ESG principles, while also delivering to social and financial mandates. Taking this approach will create portfolios with better resilience to withstand ever-changing investment environments and protect against the short-term shocks. However, the measurement gap remains a risk to future fit portfolios. To read our latest tomorrow publication and to listen to our other podcasts, go to oldmutualinvest.com and join with us as we collectively work towards addressing these long-term issues.